So many things have ruined my childhood So I go on like to bitch and cry It feels like all of Hollywood is up against me They even made Optimus fly New versions of what I grew up with Are being remade, rebooted and retried My adolescence is under attack now I think that a part of me has died Aliens, uh-huh, uh-huh. Predators, uh-huh. Marvel, uh-huh. DC, uh-huh. Maybe it doesn't all quite fit Okay, well, except maybe for that Jar Jar Binks Could it be I've misunderstood This podcast ruined my childhood Hello everyone and welcome to This Podcast Ruined My Childhood. I'm Phil Durasmo and with me is Eric Walensky. Happy Life Day, Eric. Happy Life Day, Phil. Because of the following special program, Wonder Woman and the Incredible Hulk will not be presented this evening. The Star Wars Holiday Special. Starring Mark Hamill as Luke Skywalker. Harrison Ford as Han Solo. Carrie Fisher as Princess Leia. With Anthony Daniels as C-3PO. Peter Mayhew as Chewbacca. R2-D2 as R2-D2. Jones as the voice of Darth Vader. Introducing Chewbacca's family. His wife, Mala. His father, Itchy. His son, Lumpy. With special guest stars. Beatrice Arthur, Art Carney, Diane Carroll, The Jefferson Starship, Harvey Corman, and an animated Star Wars story on the Star Wars Holiday Special. The Star Wars Holiday Special, sponsored by General Motors, people building transportation to serve people. This week, we are going to be looking back at a day that will live in infamy, November 17th, 1978, also known as Life Day. Eric, think back to 1978 and all your memories of the Star Wars holiday special. <laughs> <laughs> all my memories are zilch. Yeah. I, <laughs> I was two. <laughs> I'm sure you didn't watch it at two, but uh, it lived, this, this special, quote unquote special, <laughs> lived on like message boards and in the in people's memories for mm-hmm. years and years and nobody could ever see it. And so can can you talk to me about how you came across it and how you watched this because I I my story follows yours. So I would like for you to share um what you remember first. 
Sure. Well, see, it's interesting because, you know, hot off of uh, Star Wars and, you know, Lucas being a young filmmaker and everybody wanted to cash in on this brand new thing. And and it was unlike anything anybody would really seen at that point as far as sci-fi epics that have toy tie-ins, you know, not to this mm-hmm. exact level. So, so everybody was probably scrambling, like, how do we keep this hot? How do we keep this in people's minds? So it's like, well, let's do a Christmas special. And then it's like, well, sure. And so ultimately, Lucas, I think, turned over whatever rights or privileges and permissions to CBS to go ahead and do this thing. And then he pretty much was hands off. So it was up to all these writers who were just cranking out specials. I don't know if you have browsed YouTube, Phil, but you can find hundreds of old Bob Hope and Carol Burnett. Oh, and yeah, for sure. All, all of those people did specials back then. I mean, the variety show was very popular in the 70s on TV. Exactly. And so they just wanted to cash in on that, you know, combining variety show antics with the popularity of Star Wars from 1977. They thought that they were going to have a hit. Right. And hey, let's get some hot stars of the time to, you know, tie in, you know, who, you know, the kids will watch it for Star Wars, but what'll bring the adults in? What'll, what'll get us some extra viewers for that? You know, so let's throw in, you know, Art Carney. Yeah. Good old Ed Norton from the Honeymooners. And mm-hmm. let's throw B. Arthur in there, Maud and, and Harvey Corman, master improver from the Carol Burnett show and the Jefferson Starship. Um, <laughs> they had transitioned from Jefferson Airplane, uh, but had not yet fully become just Starship yet. This was yeah. the Jefferson Starship time period. Which, of course, that makes the most sense to have in a Star Wars special a band with the name Starship. And you know that's exactly why they chose them, right? <laughs> of course, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get the spacey-sounding band. <laughs> you, you do realize we have nothing to do with space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure. I'm surprised they didn't call a starship in the movie or in the special Jefferson starship. Yeah. (laughs) And then, uh, and then Diane Carroll, uh, big singer actress of the time. And, uh, and then the entire original cast, uh, you had Harrison Ford, Mark Hamill, Carrie Fisher, Anthony Daniels, um, I don't know if actually Kenny Baker showed up to hop in R2-D2 for his couple little cameos. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's it's funny because on the on the credits at the beginning, when they're doing the variety show intros where they show pictures of everybody, and it says, Mark Hamill as Luke Skywalker. When they get to R2-D2, they say R2-D2 as R2-D2. So. Oh, they do, yeah. 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 I, I, I was pretty sure Kenny Baker didn't show up for that. Because I've always wondered, what did Kenny Baker really do in the R2 suit in the first place? I mean, right, right. You know, but he just wiggled back and forth. Yeah. And he turned the head, right? That was one of his things he had to do was spin it. Right. <laughs> and then and then the rest of it was automated. So you're like, you couldn't automate the head spin. But yep. hey, <laughs> we gave an actor a job. That's a good thing. That's right. We'll always be R2-D2. Um, so yeah, so so variety specials were big. Star Wars was hot. How do we keep it in the minds of the people? They made the Star Wars holiday special. And uh, and it's funny, too, because like the Muppets were doing lots of specials back then. And those re-ran every Christmas. 
And then, you know, of course, you have your classic Charlie Brown Thanksgiving and Halloween and Christmas and the Grinch and all of those ran. Like, I remember probably mm-hmm. year after year, at least five, six years of the early 80s, those specials were on. And, and some still are. But this has the distinction of airing exactly one time being so insanely terrible, George Lucas hating it so much <laughs> that it got shut down. I'm picturing Lucas just standing there going, shut it down, shut it down. (laughs) And so it never aired again. And like you said, it lived in infamy on message boards. And and once the internet got up, you know, I mean, it was word of mouth, obviously, back then. I mean, a lot of people recorded it on their VHS at home because they were Star Wars fanatics. So they had a a VCR, it was on TV, and they hit record when when it played. Exactly. You know, and so that that's a way that copies got out there and bootlegs were made and then you could buy those once ebay became popular and they were selling for a lot of money sure but we're talking we're talking lots of time phil yeah oh yeah yeah, 78 to ebay is the what 20 years ebay 20 ish -ish years and and then even dvds to make copies i mean you could copy vhs to vhs but even then, you know, the, the quality was diminished and, you know, all of that. You didn't even have really the ability to copy DVDs mainstream till what? Again, probably another 15, 20-ish years. Yeah. So it really did live in obscurity. And you had mm-hmm. to, like, go over to somebody's house who had a VCR back then. Like, I didn't even have my first VCR. Our family didn't even until, I don't think, 1988? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Almost 10 years later. Yeah. I mean, they were really expensive. They came out in 76. So that's only two years before the holiday special. And so they were still really expensive and not everybody could have it. But those people that did that were Star Wars fans, right? which I'm sure there weren't that many, but they recorded it. And then VCR or, or VHS to VHS recording became popular in the, in the mid 80s or late 80s. Mm-hmm. I remember there was a, a machine that my dad had that you could put one tape, one VHS tape in one side and then another VHS tape on the other side and you could hit record and it would it would copy it. Right. And that was late late 80s, maybe even early 90s. And again, so so we're talking basically a myth. It aired mm-hmm. one time and unless you had the foresight and thank you to anyone and everyone <laughs> who did have the foresight in 1978 to record this thing. Right. Unless you had that foresight and then showed it to your friends, this this would have been gone. It never aired again. Yep. Lucas didn't want it out there. And this thing would have just wholly, completely disappeared. But then everybody who saw it still kind of talked about it. And word of mouth just kind of kept this alive in the background until the internet. <laughs> and then people were able to reach out to people and say, like, hey, you know, I've got this on on a on a VHS and I'll put it on a DVD and I'll mail it to you. So the legend starts to grow. And then, and I'd only heard faint, faint whispers of this. Like I said, I was two years old. I don't even know if my mom and dad watched it live. They, I don't think they'd remember if they did. And so it, it probably just passed on by me and, and wasn't even a thing. And, and it wasn't until, gosh, I must've been 24, 25 years old. Did I even start to see more on the internet and come across an article about it and was like, wow, 
there was a thing called a Star Wars holiday special. That's really interesting. Yeah. Flash forward to somewhere around 2003, 4, or 5, somewhere in there. I don't remember mm-hmm. what year. Probably probably would have been 4 or 5. We had a little Christmas party. You were there. All our close friends in Florida gathered yep. in the apartment, and we did a white elephant Christmas exchange. Yep. And I remember, I believe it was Ted opened up a DVD and it was the Star Wars holiday special. And I was like, oh my gosh, I have to have this. Mm -hmm. And I was out of turns and Liz had one turn left. And I'm like, Liz, trade for that. And she's like, what? We can just have Ted put it in. I'm like, no, I have to have it. (laughs) It has to be my property. So she did. She traded I remember, for it. Uh, you were <laughs> you were whispering to her. I mean, you were very you were exclaiming out loud, but then you were like trying to work with her on it. You were like, "No, you got to do this. So you can do this. So you got to make sure that you do it, and nobody else can take it from you." Like I, right. I remember. Yeah, yeah. You couldn't. She couldn't just take it straight out because then somebody else could have got it. We had to right. make this play just perfect. <laughs> So that way it was safe because it had already exchanged hands twice and nobody else could touch it. Yep. <laughs> and it worked out. It sure and it did. worked out. So then that night, uh, I believe you stayed the night. I think I think you just kind of passed out. I think so too. I mean, that happened a lot back then. Because I <laughs> I stayed up and I had to watch this, and you were asleep, and this special starts. And I'm I'm so excited for this. And it's and it looks so grainy because it was taken off of a VHS, transferred mm-hmm. to a DVD. It has that old school feel to it. Like I'm really watching something out of a time capsule here. And the first 10 minutes of this thing is almost complete. Actually, not even almost. It is complete silence as far as the human language is concerned. <laughs> well, except for the intro when well, the two sure, and sure. Chewie are flying through space. Right, right. The little the you're right. The the it's, uh, it's like a, a 90 second intro before yes. they do the credits and then they jump to Yes. As they the, call it in the special, Kasuk. Yes. The the prologue starts, yes. Mm-hmm. And Han is like, ah, geez, Chewie, why do I think taking you home to life day is gonna get easy? And then Chewie growls and he goes, I know, pal, I'll get you there. And then, yes, the announcer starts in and tells you everybody who's involved. And this was probably like one in the morning I'm watching this. And after having partied and had a few beers and I'm just like, what? B. Arthur? Art Carney? (laughs) Diane Carroll? Okay. Okay. All right. So then it goes to, yes, Kazook, not Kashyyyk. This was Kazook, the Wookiee planet. This is all done off of storyboards and rough ideas from Lucas's head. (laughs) He probably wrote down like eight little notes on a piece of paper and goes, here you go. Start with that. (laughs) So, uh, yeah. So then the Wookiees, uh, Mala, Chewbacca's wife, growls at Lumpy, Chewbacca's son, and they just Wookiee talk back and forth. Although it's really funny. I must have watched this thing easily 30, 40 times. (laughs) And if not more, if not more, um, and 
it's funny because if you listen, if you listen really closely to Mala and Lumpy at the beginning, it's almost like the two actors just had duct tape over their mouths. <laughs> because you can hear Mala, she basically tells Lumpy to take out the trash. Lumpy's complaining like a kid does, and then he finally mm-hmm. agrees. But you hear Mala, you can hear it. He, she goes, Lumpy, take out the trash! <laughs> and it's like... It's like she's a kidnap victim underneath the outfit. <laughs> well, she might have been. And then, and then, and then he goes, Mm-mm. and then she does it again, and she goes, which she lumperoo, which is his full name. <laughs> right. You yeah. got to get the full name in there when you're mad at the kid. Right. Right. Because just the same way Chewbacca gets shortened to Chewy, uh, Mala is short for Maladabuck. Mm-hmm. And Lumpy is short for Lumperoo. And then, of course, we can't forget Grandpa, nope. Chewbacca's dad, Itchy, who is <laughs> Itcheru or Itcheraru. Itcheraru, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's just so funny. Like this is this is what we created for this species. It's like you know, they have they have full proper names, but nobody uses them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I, I always wondered though, was it Itcheraru or was it Icharuru? It, you got me, man. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's something that's sat with me for for years now. <laughs> but we just call him Mitchy because that's that's why we call Mitchy because we don't want to figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> so all right, so you watched it. Oh yeah, yeah. You, so you pass out. Well, well. So what ends up happening is I'm not going through the whole special here. But what ends up happening is after they growl at each other with no human language for like three, four, five minutes, and then Itchy gets into the act and he kind of growls a little bit, and then he gets out this tape, and it's like a cassette that he plugs into basically the equivalent of the uh, chessboard on the Millennium Falcon, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then these hologram figures appear which is some sort of circus act, which is almost a pre-Cirque du Soleil type deal. Yeah, this one was called Cirque du Soleil. (laughs) And they dance around, and one hologram becomes life-size in the room, and he's the master of ceremonies blowing this horn, and then the people dance around, and Lumpy's loving all of it. Oh, every second. You see in his eyes and his mouth, he is just loving it. Yes. Because they keep doing close-ups of his Freaking little <laughs> lumpy face. <laughs> so that ends, and then it's playing this crazy, like, spacey, you know, synthesizer music mm-hmm. through the whole thing. And uh, ultimately, that ends, and then they go to the, the wall screen, and uh, it's Luke. And, uh, and I stopped it right there, and I was like, what? have I been watching for 10 minutes? (laughs) Nobody is going to believe me. I'm stopping this here and I'm watching this with Phil in the morning (laughs) because I cannot experience this by myself alone. (laughs) This is insane. If this is where we're starting, (laughs) I have no idea where it's going to go. And so that is my full and complete experience with, you know, first impression was it was so awful, but good but unexplainable, but simple. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I I do remember I was hungover, and I think we got 
breakfast or Liz made breakfast or something. Yeah, Liz made breakfast. Yeah, and we we watched the Star Wars holiday special. <laughs> and I I I just remember just laughing with you and Liz the whole time. Yeah, like incredulously laughing the whole time that we couldn't believe what we were watching all the way through. I remember I remember getting so excited when Boba Fett showed up in that cartoon, but then it was so far from the Boba Fett that we knew. <laughs> right. It's uh but in, anyway, so that's that is also my first memory is is watching it with you probably 6 or 7 hours after you first started trying to watch it. Mm-hmm. And then for all the people out there, you decided to make it a holiday tradition. Yes. Where every December people would come over to your place and we'd do the white elephant party uh, or the gift exchange, the white elephant gift exchange, and we'd watch the Star Wars holiday special while everyone was getting drunk. Yes. Which is really the only way to to truly watch the Star Wars holiday special. Oh, it's it's the best. Yes, I, I a couple years I got a, a projector and screen from work so we could watch mm-hmm. it big and, you yeah. know, it got all done up. I remember loving watching it in the apartments and then in your house. But the best experience is when uh, you rented out the clubhouse at your housing complex. Mm-hmm. And I came over and we decorated and uh, got the clubhouse ready for everybody to show up. Yep. And then we watched it in this huge clubhouse that was decorated with Star Wars uh, items throughout, uh, Star Wars paraphernalia, so to speak. Yep. Um, you have, I don't know if you still have, but back then you had a life-size Ewan McGregor Obi-Wan yep. cardboard stand-up. Still got it. Um, you have a couple cardboard stand-ups. Yep. If, if, yep. And I remember I have this great picture that Liz took of me standing next to Ewan McGregor's Obi-Wan with my own little crappy plastic lightsaber. <laughs> it's just like all these great memories surround this horrible, horrible special. <laughs> it's, you know, forgive my pun, but it's what makes it all the more special to me. Right. Thinking about this terrible holiday special, but I have such great memories attached to it that it'll, it'll always be like, quote unquote, special in my heart. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's that was the best part was you, you watch it and then you bring in a couple more people and you're like, you got to see how bad this is. And then they're like, that is the worst thing I've ever seen. It's like, well, you're going to come back next year. We'll watch it with other people who've never seen it. <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> yep. One other memory that stands out in my head was the one year where we just had it at the house and mm-hmm. Liz and I uh, made homemade pizzas and we both got some food poisoning from the mushrooms we used and about an hour into the party Liz disappears and I'm like where's Liz where's Liz and I go find her and she's down in our bathroom and she's like I really don't feel good I don't know what it is something I ate (laughs) and I'm like oh no but ever ever the perfect host she goes make sure everybody gets enough chips and nachos and and remember (laughs) there's more cupcakes in the fridge if you need them (laughs) To, to be clear, the, the guests were not eating the, the pizzas. That was what we had for dinner before everybody came over. So nobody was eating any tainted food. Mm-hmm. I just want that out there. Yeah. So anyway, so then I go back down and I'm like, oh, Liz is kind of sick. And, you know, and but guys, you know, she wants to make sure you guys keep on eating. About 20 minutes after that, my stomach flipped and I'm like, oh, no, what is this? And so then I was in the bathroom for a little while because I was getting sick while I'm in the bathroom being sick. 
I hear my friend Josh yell out, Eric, they're fast forwarding. (laughs) And I'm in the bathroom sick with food poisoning, but I had to stick to the letter of the law, which was you watch this entire movie. And I came into the living room. I'm like, where's the remote? And they gave it to me and I rewound it. And I'm like, where were we, Josh? And, and he goes, we're right there. They're right there, right there. And I hit play and I gave Josh the remote. And I said, make sure nobody fast forwards again. And then I went back to and the bathroom. back to the bathroom. <laughs> oh, that's good. I don't remember that. Uh, that might have been, I think, of all the years, I missed one. You did miss one. And that might have been, been the one that I missed. Yeah. Such great memories, though. So let's let's go through the special. I don't want you know, obviously not beat by beat, but sure. Let's talk about some of the standouts uh, <laughs> right out of the gate when we see Chewie and Han in the Millennium Falcon. The cockpit is so small, and you can tell it was put together by like two guys that got some cardboard that they spray painted silver and some lights and knobs. It is so small, and when they're the Imperial fleet are shooting at them. They're rocking back and forth, but the set isn't moving with the seats. Right. So the whole thing looks like it's just out of whack. Right. It really, you hit it. It looks like a fan art. Try to make your own Millennium Falcon cockpit. Not, (laughs) this is CBS, National Broadcasting, Studio, (laughs) Professional. Yeah. Oh, man. It's just awful. So after after the Cirque du Soleil, they they go to the so wall lame. So, so lame Cirque du so lame they go to the wall screen and uh, and they call Luke Skywalker and and now we're finally going to hear a human being talk and Luke is like you know hey what's going on guys and then the Wookies just start growling and Luke I guess can kind of speak Wookie but he's trying to keep up he's like huh Han Chewie yeah put him on I'd like to say hi to him. And and first of all, Luke's in this like just garage. <laughs> he's in a space garage, and he's and he's fixing what looks like the gun on an X-wing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I didn't realize you know a commander is out there. <laughs> but hey, I guess it's the rebellion. Everybody's got to pitch in. But there's like exactly. no other mechanics. It's like he's doing this in his basement or something. <laughs> everybody takes their own x-wing home and does their own maintenance i guess rebellions on a shoestring budget um but yeah so then they play a little bit of charades back and forth and then luke gets overly worried like oh no i hope nothing happened to them and he kind of like drifts off and then ah but they'll be okay <laughs> it's like dude you just went to a dark place these guys just want to celebrate christmas <laughs> just mind-numbing yeah. And I'm sure at the time they were like, hey, yeah, cool, man. Because they didn't even know Empire hadn't come out yet. They didn't even, you know, they're on the Star Wars success and, it, and it's worldwide. But, you know, you know, that's lightning striking once as far as they knew. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's so interesting to me to look back at Mark Hamill in that special because, you know, his hair is not Luke Skywalker. It was probably cut for a different movie. And so he has this, the weird, you know, like middle part. Yep. Yep. (laughs) Um, And then he's wearing so much eyeliner. Yep. Um, But it's also before his accident. And so, you know, he hasn't had, he has no scars on his face. He, he looks like a baby. Right. 
And right. it's it's just so interesting, you know, the Luke Skywalker that we that we know from everything from Empire on. Uh, it just it doesn't even look like him. You know, it looks like Luke was just born yesterday. Right. So so they they chit chat with Luke, and then and then they're not they're not satisfied. They're like, well, geez, Luke doesn't know where they are. So let's call our good friend Zondan, mm-hmm. uh, played by Art Carney. And uh, played by Art Carney, um, who basically has one trick in his bag, and that is to be the old Ed Norton character from the Honeymooners from like the fifties. Yeah, and that's the only trick he's got. <laughs> yep, <laughs> and he tries to milk it for all it's worth, and uh, there's not a lot of milk in there. <laughs> no, there's not. There's definitely not, especially watching it now. <laughs> It's, I'm sure the people watching it then, the adults were like, "Oh, good old Art Carney! Oh, that's his comedy! I love it!" But man, like those adults that were watching it were kids when they were watching the Honeymooners, so I'm sure it still felt dated to them too. And here's the thing, you know, I gotta wonder, like the same way we'll see like a once great star in a role, and we'll be like, "Really, they're doing that now?" I, I, I gotta wonder, you know. Yeah, you, you didn't have as much media back then. You know, obviously there were only three networks, and you know you saw people in variety specials, and you didn't even have all your, uh, you know, obviously not the internet. You didn't have mm-hmm. your Entertainment Tonight's and your all any celebrity shows. Really, you know, if they were around then, they were would have been in their infancy. So, um, so this would have been like wow, Art Carney, and then like yeah, you're, right, you're right. I wonder if wow, Art Carney turned to huh. Art Carney. <laughs> and then, ugh, Art Carney. <laughs> Especially when he goes and makes Mala give him a kiss for bringing her a present. Like, that that sequence didn't age well. <laughs> and he brings freaking Itchy a mind evaporator as a Life Day present. And it turns out it's just a virtual reality porn box. <laughs> Before, like, you know, whoever was writing this stuff, Lucas probably said, like, you know, uh, a headset that shows video. Right. And we're like, ooh, that's cool. And then so they made, like, probably the world's first virtual reality headset. Yeah, you're right. It was used like most virtual reality headsets are used today for pornography. (laughs) Is that a thing? I, I don't know. Oh, okay. It's like, wow. <laughs> I don't know if that's a thing, but it seems like it would be. So there's the joke. <laughs> oh, man. It's like, well, because they are trying to figure out how to work everybody into this into this narrative. Mm-hmm. And, and and it's like, well, how do we how do we work in? Because Harvey Corman's all his appearances are on um on the hollow net. On the hollow net. He does all commercials. That's it, right? Just commercials. Right. Well, I guess selling things. Technically, um, his one character is when they go to a a scene from Tatooine, Mm -hmm. and which sort of steps out of the whole narrative. Um, I mean, they they kind of make it like the Wookies are watching a TV show about what happens on Tatooine. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, yeah, he's just strictly on TV. Diane Carroll is in the, uh, in the, uh, the porn Oculus and, uh, (laughs) Starship shows up in a, in a video box. Like literally it's a boom box that opens up and plays a hologram video. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, another gift from Art Carney. 
Yeah. So it's like uh, they 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 were trying to find ways to get these people to interact without really making them interact because they're just they're watching them like we're watching them. And, yeah. Um. So yeah, then we watched Diane Carroll uh, kind of flirt with Itchy. Mm-hmm. And I'm here for your pleasure, she says like three <laughs> times, and then it like he it's like he's rewinding it. <laughs> To watch her say, for your pleasure, for your pleasure, like four times. I find you adorable. I find, oh, that's what it is. I find you adorable (laughs) over and over again. And then it cuts to him in the VR box, and all you see is his mouth moving up and down like he's, you know, touching himself or something. (laughs) It's awful. It's absolutely awful. But hilarious. (laughs) Hilarious. So so then she sings, and then then that's it. It's like, it's Mm -hmm. it's a good song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Corman, um, he he his first sequence is as the multi-armed lady who makes Bantha stew or something. Yes. Um, right. Yeah. And so Itchy's making it along with her, and it's like the most ridiculous thing that's happening. And there have been a string of ridiculous things happening in this in this special so far. Well, she, but she, yeah, she's he basically plays a space Julia Child. Yeah, he's just beating things, and you whip it, and you beat it, and beat it, and beat it, and beat it, and whip it, and beat it, and beat it. It's just <laughs> too much. But you know that's the comedy of the late seventies. So it kind of you know, <laughs> and I just wonder if like he's cracking the crew up. Oh like, yeah, they're just like because this would have been heyday of Carol Burnett show. Yeah, they, they had to have been like dying. Like that's gold, man. That's gold. It's, but it's not gold, unfortunately. No. It might have <laughs> been gold in the day, maybe. And then the the Imperials show up for a minute to mm-hmm. you know because you think it's Han and Chewie showing up, but it turns out it's the Imperials, and it's a and the actor who plays the Imperial commander with like his little troop of like five six stormtroopers, he really like went for it, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah, he was he was all in. This was his big big break. He expected to be cast in in the sequel film. Yes, yes. Like mm-hmm. when he starts, he, he gives his imperial commander like this sort of personality trait where he almost is going to get, but then he gets calm again, mm-hmm. and it's it's weird. Yeah, very weird. <laughs> it's like um, it's so strange. <laughs> yep. You know, it's uh, we did forget Carrie Fisher. Just before the Imperials come in. Oh, right, right, right. That's her sequence where they, she's with C-3PO and 3PO has to um, translate everything that Mala is saying to her. But then at one point, C-3PO says, you know, he translates something and Carrie Fisher looks at the camera because it's like she's talking to Mala. So she's looking at the camera and says, I think I understand. Yeah. It's just so weird. Well, it's like everybody's perturbed with 3PO. It's like he's doing his job. And then you're yelling at him like, I I think I understand. You know, just, Mm -hmm. I got it, droid. Very short-lived. Again, seems like it was filmed like days earlier or later on a different Mm -hmm. soundstage. And and you start to think, actually, like as you watch just Han and Chewie in their box and just Luke in his box and just Leia in her box, but then... Somehow they got them all together for a few hours at the end, and you're like, "Look, it's the gang," and this is the worst payoff ever. <laughs> yeah, it sure is. 
<laughs> but the the cartoon, hang on, before we get to the end, sure, the cartoon, sure, sure. The cartoon also brings everyone together, but in a cartoon setting. Right. The the animation style is so awkward. Yeah, it's really weird. I've like, never seen anything like that. Yeah, not before that and not since. No. It's it's its own take on animation and Harrison Ford's face is just it it could give you nightmares. Yeah. If anybody uh hasn't seen this special out there, go and check out at least a screen grab somewhere of the the cartoon portion of the Star Wars holiday special and see what they made Han look like. So uh, so odd. For anybody who who has not seen this special and you've you've listened to us talk about it this long, you can go to YouTube now and you can pretty much you can find the entire movie. It used to be only up there in clips, but now there are some like full length videos of the whole hour and a half, hour yeah. whatever it is, forty thirty seven minutes. Yep, all together, and you can just streamline it. I don't know. There might be a commercial in there if you uh, depending on what yeah. level of YouTube. It's, yep. It's, Funny you say that because I I refreshed on it this morning to make sure that I remembered all the main points I wanted to touch on and I watched the whole thing on YouTube. It's a great clip. It's a great version. Um, it's a little grainy, but they've they've touched it up quite nicely. And yeah, there was yeah. one commercial right in the middle. Yeah, it's very very clean. And mm-hmm. and my version, like I said, is it's a it's a DVD of a VHS copy. So mine is super grainy. And uh, my particular one, two times during the uh, broadcast, at the very bottom, station identification pops up. <laughs> and whoever recorded this lived in Iowa at the time. And the the studio, W blah, 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 in... Uh, WKRP in Cincinnati? <laughs> no, in, in Iowa. <laughs> <laughs> and then this is also sponsored by GM. When you need your X-Wing fixed, call GM. And then the other neat thing, too, after those couple of station identifications is at the very end of my copy, as soon as it ends, it goes to Wonder Woman starring Linda Carter and (laughs) The Incredible Hulk starring Bill Bixby will air next week at their regularly scheduled (laughs) times. That's funny. (laughs) Well, at the beginning of the one on YouTube, it says... Wonder Woman and the Incredible Hulk will not be seen tonight. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. That's funny. The cartoon yes. is the first time we meet Boba Fett, as as we said earlier. And Boba Fett is not the Boba Fett that we know and love, but he, he is still a bounty hunter and he is working with Darth Vader. And we find that out in the in the in the cartoon. But he talks a lot and he tries to get Luke and Han and Chewie to trust him. And uh, Chewie and Han were on a mission for a talisman that somehow makes everybody fall asleep. That's a human, but it doesn't affect Boba Fett. Right. His mask, Which is his weird. Mask, or yeah. His, maybe back then he wasn't supposed to be human under the mask. Uh, but the Luke and Han are affected by this sleeping virus that is bioengineered by the uh, the Imperials, I guess. Um, I think it's just radi- radiation from the talisman. Well, if he, the, uh, Boba Fett says, I've come across this virus before, the Imperials or something like that. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, he but, says, I know what I know this that you speak of. I can help yeah. find the antidote. Yep. And so that's the, the bulk of this episode is 
or this uh, cartoon is Chewie and Boba Fett on a mission to get the antidote. But R2 and C-3PO intercept the transmission from Darth Vader talking to Boba Fett. And so then they know that he's double crossing them. But he doesn't do anything. He just flies away. Well, he's like, you figured me out this time, kids. I'll get you next time. And your little droid, too. I mean, he does totally have the drop on him. He's he's mm-hmm. the only one with the gun. Yep. Luke and Luke and Han are all dazed and, you know, he could take care of Chewie quite easily. But uh, but yeah, I mean, he's the most feared bounty hunter in the galaxy. But but when he, he just flat out says his name, I'm Boba Fett and Luke and Chewie are just like, cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's like and no, he's beating no. his animal too that's another i mean if this was out when Peta was around they would have been really upset because all boba fett does is slap his dinosaur looking thing right yeah he just beats the crap out of it it's, yeah. it's a pack beast just do what yep. i say yeah. <laughs> and two i mean we don't know when this adventure takes place but technically this adventure takes place after star wars because luke and han and everybody know each other right Mm-hmm. So it had to have happened after Star Wars. And also then technically, uh, if you go by the special edition, Luke and or Han and Chewie know who Boba Fett is because yeah. he's in the <laughs> he's in the hangar with them in that yep. in the special edition scene. So so there's a little <laughs> bit of uh continuity, although Lucas would claim this special you he's know not in continuity, yeah. Well yeah. Uh, however and now here we're we're really getting modern with this in the Mandalorian, the new show on on Disney, following the adventures of the Mandalorian, a Mandalorian, not Boba Fett. He goes. He's still a bounty hunter, though. He goes after his first bounty, and his first bounty just starts yammering on and on and on, and starts talking about he just wants to get home to his family for Life Day. Mm-hmm. So whether or not the Star Wars holiday special is canon up in the air on that, but at least Life Day now is canon. Yeah. Yep. And it is today, November 17th. And happy Life Day, Phil. Happy Life Day, Eric. (laughs) And for the viewers who don't know what Life Day is, ultimately Life Day, it's a combination of Thanksgiving and Christmas. That's why it's the Star Wars holiday special and not mm-hmm. the Star Wars Christmas special, because apparently there is no Christmas in the Star Wars universe. Um, but there is a life day, which which I thought was just a Wookiee holiday. But according to the Mandalorian, this other creature who has no resemblance to a Wookiee at all wants to get home to celebrate life day. So it mm-hmm. must be some sort of uh, universal holiday. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it must be because everybody is saying happy life day to Mala and Lumpy and Itchy, but it might just be a thing that is for Wookiees. And this guy is trying to use it in the Mandalorian to get out of being captured, you know? Right. But who knows? Who knows? Um, We can't, we can't go too much further forward though, without mentioning B. Arthur and her song. Yes. Who would have ever thought that B. Arthur would, would get a song? I sure didn't, but there she is. (laughs) Singing away in a, in the cantina on Tatooine, and she sings to a slowed down version of the classic Moss Eisley Cantina song that you yep. hear when you walk into the cantina. Dun, 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 dun. Except they slow it down to dun 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 dun. dun. It's just uh, it's cringeworthy, 
with her walking around. I mean, it, they got really creative. I will say that scene is probably one of the most fun ones because of all the creatures. They had a really good time putting together the patrons of the cantina. I don't know if you saw this, but at one part there's a there's a Michael Myers version of a of a creature yep. that comes in and she kind of gives a hug to because it's yep. this creature that has a very white face yep. and brown hair and it looks just like Michael Myers. Yep. <laughs> they all look like <laughs> you know B movie. I uh, went to the costume store and found a Greedo and Walrus Man costume. <laughs> <laughs> You know, like the one, the the Deveronian. I mean, yeah. my gosh, that looks terrible. <laughs> it's like that's not Star Wars. Basically, that Moss Eisley Cantina version that they do is like it was Last Call, and you turn the lights on. Yeah, <laughs> and that's what it is, right? That's what it, she sings about. It, get, it, get it. It, yeah, it really is. It's like, <laughs> you, yeah, we've all been there, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and that's what this is. It's like that's what Greedo looks like. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Oh, oh! You are a walrus man. Oh my goodness! Oh, it's terrible. And last but not least, Han and Chewie finally get there, and they kill a bunch of Imperials. Just one. He was left to keep, you know, keep tabs on them. The stormtrooper. It's it's the weirdest, like, choreographed fight, non-fight scene ever because. The stormtrooper lunges, Chewie growls, and then the stormtrooper turns and trips over a log and then falls to his death. Han and Chewie never touch him. I think they wanted to be expressly clear about that. But what ultimately happens, though, is Han just kind of kicks the guy's gun off the edge, kind of like covering up a like boop, kick the gun over, and then he walks into the house and goes... Don't worry, everybody. He's gone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and every time I watch that, I'm like, <laughs> he, he might as well have gone in there and been like, don't worry about him, everybody. He plummeted to his death. <laughs> yep. We're it's, like it's... 400 stories up. <laughs> yeah. It's funny because if you think about it a little too long, like more than... 12 seconds, you think, wait a minute, wouldn't the Imperials know that that guy was stationed at their house and come back to find out what happened? That's where Zondan, that's where Art Carney comes in. Trooper B4711. I always remember that because I think B4711, like this was before Mm -hmm. there were convenience stores. (laughs) But Trooper B4711, he robbed me blind and then headed for the hills. (laughs) (laughs) and then the imperial commander just goes we'll send a lookout thank you and then he hangs up and i'm just like (laughs) he just called the imperial commander to tell him a stormtrooper just decided to rob us and run (laughs) it's good that you bring that up because i don't remember that even though i just skimmed watching it this morning i must have skipped that part i watched han uh I watched the guy plummet to his death and Han kick the blaster off, but I missed that Art Carney scene. Yeah, it's a, it's a real, like, Han lunges one way, the trooper lunges the other way, and then he <laughs> run, lunges back the other way, and then the trooper trips. <laughs> it's like a, It was like a, a juke on the 20-yard line, and then, <laughs> except the it wasn't a tackle, it was a plummet to your death. <laughs> yeah. 
Yep. Oh, man. Don't worry, everybody. He's gone. <laughs> and then Han leaves them with their weird crystal for Life Day. Yep. And they sit down at the table. And so I, I I, don't know that we've ever truly figured out what happens, but I guess every Wookiee has some kind of mind meld where they look into their crystals and then they're all in weird robes coming together to the tree of life. Yep. Right? Which yep. is from Pocahontas and Avatar and, um, you know, most many, many other movies. Uh, Fern Gully, I think, had a tree of life. They they all walk through space, yep, through this mind gem thing, and appear at the tree together. And somehow, like you said before, the original cast is there all together. And you think we're going to get this great moment, but instead of letting the Wookiees celebrate their life day, Princess Leia gets to give a speech to the Wookiees about why life day matters, mm-hmm. and then sings a song. Yes, she sings a song to the theme of the Star Wars theme. Yeah. Same way B. Arthur sings to the theme of the <laughs> Mos Eisley Cantina. Yep, so everybody that sings ba 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 that, those aren't the actual words. <laughs> they're, they're real words that go with it, and they'll be playing behind me right now. Yeah, Here, here's another thing. If if there, There's a few key things. If, if you've never seen it, you... You have to watch the cartoon. If you're a Star Wars fan at all and you've never seen it, you need to Google Holiday Special Cartoon and watch the cartoon of Boba Fett. It's it's pretty cool. It's weird art, mm-hmm. but it but it is it is neat. It's definitely a highlight of the special. And then you have to watch Princess Leia sing. Put just put Leia sings Holiday Special, and you should be able to find just the little three four minute clip of her singing. Um, the Tree of Life song to mm-hmm. the Star Wars theme melody <laughs> with a bunch of Wookiees in red robes and they're in space somehow. And then after that, then they're back at the house eating dinner. Yep. It's yep. like, what did you... just Like they just all unjoin hands and it pans back and the, they're out of the crystal now and they're around the table and they're going to eat. Dude, it's so good. If we're talking about it, I'm going to go watch it right now. <laughs> it, it literally for me is so awful I love it I love it to death and I've shown it to so many people and and now the true joy for me is like I said showing it to people who've never seen it and just watching their reaction because you're like it's an awful Star Wars thing and they're like oh okay I've seen awful before but then their faces just slowly the jaws just are on the floor mm-hmm. by the time it's over you're like what what am I what <laughs> Yep. <laughs> it's just unbelievable. Can't you're right though. Anybody out there that hasn't seen it and you've you've spent this long listening to us both gush and whine about it. <laughs> you need to go watch it. You just have to. It's too good not to um you'll you'll have heard a few clips behind us while we're talking um of the music and and some of the punchy jokes i'm sure that that i'm throwing in here but you just have to experience it for yourself and it is free on youtube so get out there do your civic duty and watch the star wars holiday special today november 17th life day and not to be confused with the new we should plug it because i think we'll have to review it and do another episode the sure will the lego uh star wars holiday special comes out today 
And yep. uh, it's all Legoized. It's it's modern. It's uh, it features Ray and Finn. And apparently, from what I've read of the plot, she somehow kind of time travels around through the Jedi Temple and ends up um, running into a whole bunch of original characters, Luke, uh, Lando, Vader, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. So I'll be yep. real curious, uh, you know, how many little jabs they, they throw to the original special, how many, you know, winks or nods or whatever. That, yep. that might be cool. Yep. And the good thing about this special that's coming out in 2020 on Life Day is that it's Lego. And so therefore, Lego specials, if nobody's seen those too, go watch them because they're good. Like the Lego movies that they've made of Star Wars are good, but they all have good jokes in them too that poke fun and are tongue in cheek to the whole Star Wars lore. And they're not canon, so they can just kind of do whatever they want. So if anybody out there is going to be upset that Rey is traveling through time and she's meeting Vader and Luke, get over it (laughs) and just enjoy that Lego has made something for us that's more Star Wars. And then when that's done, watch the original. <laughs> One other fun fact about the, the special. It's not about the special per se, um, but uh, the Star Wars Insider magazine did, uh, and I still have the issue, it came out in uh, 98, I believe, and it was the uh, 20th anniversary of the Star Wars holiday special. And they went around just asking anybody um, their memories, you know, anybody who's still alive and associated with it. And... Uh, Actually, it must have been the 30th because it was uh, Harvey Corman had already passed away. But they went to Harvey's agent, Harvey Corman's agent, and they said, hey, do you ever remember Harvey Corman talking about being in the Star Wars holiday special? Or did he have any fond memories or did he think about it? And the agent's response was, Harvey was in Star Wars? <laughs> that just slays me right there. That tells you everything you need to know about the Star Wars holiday special. It was a footnote yeah. in all of these people's schedule. They showed up for two days, filmed a thing. It had something to do with Star Wars. I don't know. Because, again, Star Wars at that time, even for Harvey Corman and all of them, was a one movie, one deal thing. It didn't have yep. all the extra stuff that eventually followed with Empire and Jedi when it really, you know, culminated. So right now, this is a one-off. It was a one movie, you know, a lot of hype, a lot of press, but it didn't have the the kind of thing today where, like, you'd be like, whoa, I'd love to be, like, the way stars are popping up in The Mandalorian right now, even in, you know, helmeted sort of roles and, and costumed roles where you don't even really know it's them. Yeah, everybody's like, "I was in that. I did it," you know. But yeah, but back then, want to be in Star Wars. Yeah, back then it was like, well, you know that Star Wars movie, and then I'm sure B. Arthur and Harvey Corman were probably just like, "Yeah, yeah, I've heard about it. Yeah, why? What are they doing? <laughs> you know, did you see variety it? show? Yeah, yeah right. variety show. Sure, it's another variety thing, but it's a space theme. Sure, you know. Yeah, paycheck. Got it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, Eric. I think this is a good time to ask you, did the Star Wars holiday special ruin your childhood? Oh, no, no, no. If if anything, it it made my adulthood and it and it <laughs> and it and it does every every year. Uh even if I don't uh have the big lavish parties anymore, if you know, just just even myself and or me and Liz just watching it once is it's just so fun and then uh, mm-hmm. and then uh, I'm actually running out of friends who 
have it tortured with this. <laughs> so at this point, it is, it is getting a little harder to find people who haven't seen it, <laughs> at least in yeah. my circle, because it's like, hey, you want to watch it? No, that's, I saw it last year. That's good. Well, maybe if this podcast does well, we can do a viewing party with people on the internet, and we can introduce this to a whole new set of people. Oh, dude. Life day of 2021. That would be so fun. Well, let's put it on the books for next year. It definitely didn't ruin my childhood. It, it I wouldn't say go far as to say it made my adulthood, but man, the memories that were made out of this special, the memories that were made out of it made my adulthood. Yep. I, I just, when I think about this special, I think about hanging out with my best friends in the whole world and a certain point of time in my life in Florida where we all lived near each other and we all had good times together. And it was just an amazing piece of of my life's history. Mm-hmm. And so I look at this very fondly. So with that, Eric, where can people find you? People can find me in the Moss Eisley Cantina getting one more drink on the Empire and then singing along with B. Arthur. Good night, but not goodbye. And then you can find me on Instagram at Eric underscore Walensky. And for me, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Fildimo, F-I-L-D-I-M-O. You can also follow the podcast at Podcast Ruined on Twitter. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast and give us your feedback. Hit us up on Twitter. We really want to know what what movies maybe ruined your childhood and what you'd like to hear us talk about. But with that, it's good night, friend. Good night, but not goodbye. Could it be I've misunderstood? This podcast ruined my childhood. It is indeed true that at times like this, Arto and I wish that we were more than just mechanical beings. And we're really alive so that we could share your feelings with you. Chewbacca! Chewbacca, we were so relieved to hear you were all right. All of you are an important part of my life, pal. I'm glad I could be here. This holiday is yours. But we all share with you the hope that this day brings us closer to freedom and to harmony and to peace. No matter how different we appear, we're all the same in our struggle against the powers of evil and darkness. I hope that this day will always be a day of joy in which we can reconfirm our dedication and our courage, and more than anything else, our love for one another. This is the promise of the Tree of Life. Awful. Awful, awful. My freaking dog. I'm going to kill her. Um, my freaking dogs behind me my god i'm going to murder them <laughs> all right i hope you've got a tight edit on this one because you've already said yeah you're murder your dogs <laughs> a couple well, times i need something on the on the post credits you know so there we go